0: What's up, everyone? Welcome back to another week of the Three Things Podcast. Apologies for the hiatus. I don't want to say hiatus, but there was definitely a couple weeks there where uh, we didn't have a podcast, had some scheduling things, just rearrange, uh, but no worries. I've got three in the hopper. This week, we've got Rob Aguero Hoffman. If you've listened to the Three Things Podcast for any length of time, you know Rob uh, has been a, a guest probably gosh, four-ish times, and he's actually even been a guest host on the Three three things podcast where he interviewed me. So, um, if you like what Rob and I talk about today, you definitely got to go back and listen to other Rob Aguero Hoffman pods. Rob is a gym owner of lift positive fitness out in Beverly, Massachusetts. So if you are in the shore, I don't even know if it like North shore, North Boston area, uh, definitely check it out. It's a sweet gym. Rob's a great coach. Um, And Rob and I, another tidbit about Rob. Rob and I also co-host a podcast together called The Healthy Parent Podcast. So if you like the riff, the attitude, the sass that Rob and I have for each other on this pod, you got to go check out The Healthy Parent Podcast available on all platforms. And if you know anyone, parent in particular, who is looking for just some good quality, real information on health, fitness, and nutrition. Send them on over to the Healthy Parent Podcast. It's been a lot of fun. Rob and I have done probably 30-ish episodes. Uh, we started it in the middle of 2020. Um, it's kind of just something to do with the time we had with gyms being closed and whatnot. So um, we've started it. We keep doing it. It's awesome. It's a lot of fun. Obviously, the three things is my number one. Uh, the Healthy Parent Pod is kind of like my side side hustle side projects. Another one. I mean, a lot of side projects going on right now, but uh, healthy parent pod, three things, Rob Aguero Hoffman. We crush it. Second thing to let you know before the pod gets started here is I've got a free download. That's right. Free download on the pod, on the website, Ooh, not in the podcast, but on the website, www.purposefulstrength.com. Head over there, download three, uh, three workouts for when you don't want to work out. If you've been following me, I appreciate that, but you know I've been in a rut. These workouts have helped me get my training in and keep progress moving forward, which has helped me climb out of that rut. So head over to PurposefulStrength.com, download those suckers, check them out. There'll be a show note link here as well. So that's what I got going on. Rob Aguero-Hoffman on the pod, three free workouts on the website. Hope you guys enjoy it. Check it out. Other side of this music. Here comes Rob. go. Aguero Hoffman. Hello. Welcome back to the Three Things Podcast. Do you want to give people a little brief introduction because it's been too long. It's been too long. Yeah, for
1: sure. For sure, man. Um, So I am uh, Rob Aguero Hoffman. I own a uh, small semi-private personal training studio just north of Boston in a town called Beverly. Um, We're right next to Salem, Massachusetts for those people that like know what's up with the witch trials and whatnot. Nice. Um, Let's see. I've been a coach for 17 almost 18 years now a long time I got a little guy at home who is taking a nap currently while we record this podcast he's coming up on five months and uh yeah I mean what else should, what should I tell him dude other than that Casey mean, and I have been brothers through, from another mother first. for a very long time but yeah, yeah I say, to the first two I think this is pod three for you so this is the third one that you're the host but remember we did the flip the script yes, too where I did. hosted your podcast to interview yes. you. Yes. So this will be my fourth. I still don't think I'm quite I'm not quite at Muljo's, uh you know podcast um what's that? what guest level but we're getting there. We're cu- I'm catching up, man. I'm coming he's for you, John. I'm coming for you.
0: I think you're number 2. I think he's the current
1: resident.
0: He's oh, always- yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Uh, it's Dude, yeah i mean it, it is what is. it is you guys have known each other forever 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 i should get him so. to mix the intro song for this oh there you awesome. go DJing. yeah he's a pretty he's a pretty gnarly dj i saw he was yeah. like all through quarantine he's just like djing from the gym which was pretty yeah. dope so <laughs> i mean hey that's Shout awesome out man. Shout yes. Out yes 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 uh,
0: so for those that are, are new, because they're like, "Whoa, well, wow! Look at this thumbnail! Look at this handsome man, Rob Aguero Hoffman." What is the Three Things podcast? The Three Things refers to the three things that I'm going to ask Rob. I say questions, but they're probably more prompts at this point. By the way, are we
1: um, videoing this? You're saying the, the thumbnail, or are you just talking about what comes up? Like the picture face- when I put up the cover art. And, I mean, and I'm fine and with the, the video. I'm just gonna. I'm just saying. You know, normally I think I look a lot better today. I've got the dad the dad vibes going, where the, the bags under the eyes are. Are real right now <laughs> from
0: the two a.m. wake up. So real. I guess yeah. this is gonna be peak Rob then, um, yeah, but guys. Rob literally doesn't know what we're talking about. I'm just gonna throw him three things. We're gonna chat and. Then and, and it'll, I will we'll spawn from there. And then if yeah. it wakes up, then I'm leaving it in. So
1: by the way, I, I if I can plug really quick, I realized I said, I own a small gym just North of Beverly. I don't think I even said the name of the gym. This is you how should say the name yeah, you The should name say of the it. gym is called lift positive fitness. So for <laughs> those of you that might be in Boston or the North, North of Boston area. Um, and I'm sure you'll see from the headshot that Casey will put up, it'll say lift positive on my hat here. Uh, that's actually the name of the gym that I own. That's so. an important piece. I totally glossed yeah, on that you know, too. not. Hey, look, whatever, man. Marketing is not my strong suit. <laughs> I'm
0: just super excited to talk to you. I should probably make sure all the vital information. I'll put it in the, I'll make sure it's in the show notes. Too. I'm, better I'm, not
1: the show notes than, I'm not worried. I'm not worried. I
0: am at the actual interview, although I, I am the Oprah of fitness conversations. The um, Oprah or the Oprah? Both. Okay. <laughs> I'm both. Yeah, I think so that's you're like a larabier. slimy,
1: delicious vegetable as well as a, um, a very thoughtful um, interviewer.
0: You think I could get Kevin Larrabee on? Oh yeah, for sure. I'm gonna be like, listen, I I understand you might have longevity in the fitness space and oh, podcast. Do, do we want to start a rivalry I, on air? I, I kind of want to, because Kevin's a like good buddy.
1: He's a, I know I feel Kevin's so a buddy nice of mine. Guy. I could get him he's a on. Really nice guy. Oh, he's the man, Kevin. Yeah. Kevin is an awesome, awesome <laughs> dude. I love Kevin. Um, yeah, he's he's a very awesome, super helpful, like great guy. Uh, we could get him, We can make this happen, Kevin. I'm sure you're listening to this already.
0: Yeah, because
1: uh, I know you listen to the three things podcast. I don't out. know if you do, but you, but if you don't, you should. And then Kevin, we're going to get a little, uh, a little thing. Maybe, maybe we do a podcast debate where I'm the moderator since I'm friends with both of you. I would, I think that would be amazing. You oh should. boy.
0: let's. Oh do that.
1: boy. Three oh things boy. Cast
0: crossover. Let's make that happen. <laughs> um, Robert, girl, Hoffman, are you ready for the first thing? I think so. I'm usually ready. I don't know. We'll see. Okay. Okay. We'll find out. I I literally just wrote a newsletter. It's being sent. It just went out one minute ago. I actually already Uh, read it. Yeah. So it's good. You'll know what's coming. Why, why can't we choose? Like, I think we should, but why are people afraid of, of easy? Right. Like, I'm not saying like easy, like, like the easy way out or fitness hacks or any of that dumb shit that I think people are always searching for but i literally in a little bit of context i literally gave a client a new program yesterday and they're looking through it you know doing like you know checking it out i'm like what do you think they're like i love it this is this looks amazing it just looks easy and that wasn't like a positive they weren't like oh i love it it's it's going to be like it's easy like i'm it's it's like they were disappointed that it it didn't have like some like weird exotic set and rep scheme shit. Like it didn't have like complex exercises. It was, it was a very standard like workout, you know, like you, I mean, that probably makes more sense to you. If people are listening to this that aren't no, trainers. No, like no. You're probably, I, get, like, I, get, I don't understand how it can look different, but like, it was just like, it was a program. And I, I mean, I, I felt like they were genuine when they were like, it looks, it looks awesome. Like super pumped. It looks awesome. But then they're like, it looks, it looks easy. Like they were concerned, like this actually looks like it's going to be easy. And I don't, and I was kind of like taken aback and I was like, well, why can't it be easy? You know, like, mm-hmm. why does it have to be hard? So maybe that's a better way to throw this question, but like why it doesn't, it doesn't have to be hard and like, or it just has to be hard enough. So maybe take the question however you want, but why is that hard for people?
1: So this is, so this is a very multifactorial, um, Thing. Wow, and But this is interesting because like, this is something I have dealt with a lot through my career and mm-hmm. has spawned a lot of thought through my career. Yep. Um. So like when you wrote the, the thing, I was like, yes, awesome, Casey. But I think that there's, I don't want to, I think the thing is, so I'm going to start with this. Like, I think where the confusion lies is the term easy is not necessarily, and I could be wrong here, but I don't know that that's necessarily even what you mean. I think what you mean is simple. And simple sure. and easy are different to me. Like easy easy is kind of like you were talking about, like the easy way out. And, and again, there's nothing necessarily wrong with that because it's sort of like easy might be intensity, right? Where like the workout intensity isn't very high and that's okay too, right? But I think when clients look at and they say easy, what they really mean is simple in that like something isn't, the, the exercises we're giving them aren't complex. You're doing the same, maybe you're doing the same exercise you were doing before and they feel like, um, that there should be some marker of prop, like of progress for them and progress. And in, in I think in a lot of our clients' minds means something different. Like I'm evolving every time I'm capable to do something completely different the next time, the next time, the next time. And that, um, and so that kind of bleeds into the second part of it, which is that like, everybody's expecting to have really fast changes or adaptations all the time. Right. And if we're not this idea that if I'm not changing, right, if I'm not getting better, I'm standing still, or I'm not like, you know, I'm not making progress um, is I think the second part of it, right? People always want to be able to look at metrics, look, I'm losing weight, or I'm um, getting stronger in my lifts, or I'm running faster, or I can run longer, or whatever those things are. Um, and their only way of uh, when it comes to actual when it, when it comes to our exercise programming like you know cuz it's not endurance based right we we're keeping track of their weight loss of their weight loss client but when that you send them a program it's not like you know these are this is the weight every week that you weigh it's these are the exercises you do and so for them i think part of their way of measuring progress is often like well is this exercise more complicated than the last one right like Last time I did just a regular split squat. Why am I doing split squats again? I should be doing reverse lunges, or I should be doing lateral lunges, or step ups, or something something more complicated because I want to be able to do the cool thing, you know. Like, and then the end of the day, like that split squat, if we're adding weight to it, can be a lot more challenging or a lot more beneficial, you know. Um, I think the other part of it is that we think again, thinking of the idea of like um, constantly trying to make progress, right? it's like making progress for the sake or like making change for the sake of that. Or, or uh, That's not the right word. That's not the term. And again, this is part of the dad brain going right now, but I think it's <laughs> the idea of that progress um, comes from constant change, right? Which is not the case because in the reality, like who sees better results when working towards any goal, it's the person that's consistent, you know what I mean? More than anything day in and day out. And in order to maintain consistency, we've got it and this kind of comes back to the easy part of it which is that we've got to be working at either a moderate intensity for long periods of time or we've got to be working at higher intensities and then lower intensities, so that we can recover higher and lower higher and lower and whichever one of those two routes you go is fine but your body has to be able to recover. you can't just run yourself into the ground um, and think that your body's going to adapt to it. Like you don't give it the opportunity to adapt. And that's, that's where people get injured. They get banged up, they get exhausted, their body stops doing what you know, they want it to do, whether it's weight loss or, um, muscle building or improving endurance or whatever it is. Like eventually that stuff comes to a standstill because you're not recovering from it. And, um, and then they give up, you know what I mean? Um, uh, but again, people that have been doing this for long, long periods of time, Um, are typically the ones achieving the things that everybody else is looking at being like man I wish I could do that well how did they get there like they kept doing the simple thing over and over and over again and perfecting it over and over and over again so I think that that's like those like I said are a couple big things there Um, but I think that that's like I said that's to me at least that's the big kind of overarching theme with um, you know why people are sort of afraid of easy and there's a couple other things that I, I know I thought of and then kind of went through my head and went right back out. So I'm sure For I can sure. elaborate on that a little bit more oh, too. but sure. like, I think hopefully I get people get the point of that.
0: Yeah. I just, I, I just want, and this is something, I, I had a really good question um, from a young lady that I was doing a, a new member orientation with at our gym. And she just, I was like, you know, like the end I was like, Do you have any like follow-up questions you'd like to ask. She's like, yeah. Like what's just some general advice that you would give someone new to the gym. And I was like, it's mm-hmm. a really good question. And then I, I, I was like, one, like your consistency matters. And then two, don't be afraid of, of easy. Like Mm -hmm. it, like whether it's, it's so easy to go, like it's, if it seems easy, like that's not a bad thing. Right. Like, and I think in fitness, sometimes we, we use the phrase, like if it's too easy, like, you know what, you're not doing enough this is the
1: other okay so this was the other thing and i completely forgot about this last factor and this is sort of the input that we get as as people who like to work out yeah um and this is i hate i feel like a lot of times we bash the media and and whatever but in reality that's what it is because when now when we see fitness or we think of fitness all we think of is the most hardcore extreme images of whatever it is even if it's like yoga, it's the person that can literally turn themselves into a pretzel. That's what makes them healthy. Right. And so like everything has to be these extremes. And so there is no room from all the input that you're getting for easy. Right. Like, but the reality is like, none, no, none of the people we train are trying to be like, you know, an Olympic athlete, a professional yeah. football player, like easy is fine for you. Easy is totally yeah. fine for you. Yeah. Easy, cause, cause, cause past easy for most people is the thing that gets them hurt.
0: Yeah. That's, I, that's the line of the pod right there, man. Like, it's just, it, and I she kind of looked at me and this was a younger, this is a younger girl. Like she's in high school and, and, mm-hmm. and she's kind of like, really? You know, like that was her face kind of like a face. She's like, really? I'm like, yeah. yeah. You know, like it, we all know like we should be working out like quote unquote, like exercising, working out, training, whatever, like three to five days a week. If not doing something every day, right. Like yeah. oh, movement every day. And like the best way to do something every day is to make it easy or find a way for it to be easy in your schedule, in your life, et cetera. Like why it doesn't need to be more than that, yeah. right? Like yeah. the same with nutrition. Like if you can, and that's why everyone loves this. Like simplify this, simplify that. Like we simplify things to try to make it easy. Yeah. And then, yeah, it just factors the whole. Other yeah, factors. I think but I think simple, simple and easy.
1: Like I said, simple and easy, I think are different but very similar. There's mm-hmm. a lot of layover there, and that's the that intersection between the two is generally where the good stuff happens for a lot of folks. You know.
0: And that's, I just wanted to start the, I want to start the three things on I love that
1: it, Rob, dude. answer. I love it. Cause I, you know what, honestly, if you didn't bring it up, I was going to at some point. Cause I had just literally like, you were like, let's do this podcast. And I said, awesome. Shoot me the link. And as I was looking for the link for it, I read your, your newsletter that came out and I was like, all right, perfect dude. So I know we're, I, if we don't talk about easy, I'm going to find a way to work it in there. Cause I got some thoughts right now, kind of running through my head. So
0: if you want, if you golden get, baby, like, what newsletter is Casey? You oh yeah. Well, I usually,
1: on. I mean, I feel like, so yeah, I feel, I was going to say, I feel like lately I've been listening to your podcast and you've been plugging it pretty good. So if people don't know what this is, you know, that's a damn shame. But if you don't, Get on Casey's Purposeful Strength uh, podcast email, or is it just the Purposeful Strength newsletter? I'm sorry. It's the newsletter. It's It's the Purposeful Strength newsletter. And really what it is, is it's related fitness-related stuff, but this is not targeted marketing newsletter where like at the end of it, Casey's trying to pitch you. So come train with me and we've got two spots left and blah, 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 blah. This is just Casey giving you good, solid, quick advice that's digestible that you can take action on. Um, I mean, I'm a coach, and I love his his his, his uh, newsletter. So, if you're just an average fitness enthusiast, you're going to get a lot out of it.
0: And uh, I did not pay Rob to say anything. done. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. I'll put the link in the show notes. My good friends who are listening. Booyakasha. Gotcha. Um, <laughs> Rob, we hinted on this on I I think maybe the Healthy Parent Pod. Okay. Um, there's a Healthy Parent Podcast question specifically number three. Okay. But this one is for the trainers. all all y'all trainers out there listening, uh, where do trainers miss on new client assessments or, and, or intake process? And cause I, and, and I say this because Rob has shared his with me. I have politely stole it.
1: Yeah. Um, You can swipe on
0: stolen goods. Me. Yeah. Um, you know, but Rob's intake is pretty dialed. Like I, you know, I work in a commercial gym. I help 17 personal trainers intake their clients um, you know, obviously I'm sure Rob has gotten tips and, and pieces along the way from other people, but yeah. process is pretty dialed. So um, just Rob, where do trainers miss? Like, what are they not doing or, or maybe uh, I'll, what's the no, biggest no. thing that you've done that you missed on in the past?
1: Um, so two different questions two different answers for me so this is the funny funny part is like I feel like I'd always been pretty good at the thing that I think most trainers miss at which is connecting and building rapport with the person in front of you and I mean like and actually caring about the person in front of you I feel like that not to pat myself on the back but that's something that I really you know, pride myself on. That being said, sometimes, you know, (laughs) that can turn an assessment that's supposed to be an hour and 15 minutes into three hours because we're just talking and getting to know each other for so long. You know, I'm a great bullshitter, as Casey knows, and anybody who's listening to this who has heard me before knows. Um, But I think, I do think, like, really building rapport and, um, you know, getting to know the person that's sitting in front of you is really important. I think way too often new trainers are so focused on the X's and O's of a movement assessment of a this, of a that, that like, you're not actually like, they're not actually listening to what's really going on with the person in front of them, why they're coming to you for help. Um, and they're not digging in and asking the questions that maybe might feel uncomfortable um, to ask, but are really, really important because this is how we can, we can help people, you know, stay committed to what they're doing and also more importantly, like help them understand that we're like, you know, we're there for them. You know what I mean? Um so some of the stuff that I do, maybe this is a better example. Like some of the stuff I do through my assessment is um outside of just you know your basic health questionnaire type stuff is I really try to dig into um you know what are what are some of the things like what are the goals that they have for themselves long term. Um, you know, like if we were looking back a year from now, like, where do they want to be? What are some of the things that they feel like are are roadblocks that could be getting in their way? And then double down and ask a lot of questions about, well, why do we want these things? Why is that important to us? Like what, you know, what do you feel like you would get out of this if you were to achieve those goals? Like how would your life be different? Like things like that, whatever they are. Um, and then also we double down and we've talked about this a lot, but like, I, help, I try to really help people come up with strategies for when they're not with me um, even right off the bat after that first initial assessment of how to um, navigate stuff that has usually been you know um, problematic for them. So um, whether it's coming up with like a monthly habit of you know whatever it is, maybe their goal is to increase their water intake from four glasses of water a day to six or seven you know and okay, well, what's a, let's come up with a strategy. Let's check in every time I see you. You know, let's see how we're doing with these habits, and, and help them kind of, like I said, whatever it is, navigate that that twenty three hours of the day that they don't see me, um, to help them make progress, but also more importantly to make sure that they're they're feeling positive and like that they're making strides towards better health. You know, um, I'm I think I'm much less concerned with what the optimal, um, you know, thing is for people rather than and much more concerned with well just what can we do a little bit better than we're doing right now right like so some people off again the water thing's a perfect example people how much water should i drink today i don't know how much are you drinking now you know do you feel like you should drink a little bit more water cool then let's make it something that you can do rather than me telling you what the optimal number is is supposed to be because you know that could be overwhelming and you might not hit it anyway like but but if you're drinking a little bit more cool then we're making progress that's better than you were last time you know same thing with well how how many days a week should i work out well how many days a week are you working at now what's realistic for you like what's the bare minimum look like and then kind of going from there um so i think a couple of those things like you know maybe it comes down to just asking better questions you know um of the person in front of you but really um i think that all comes back to caring a lot about the folks that are in front of you and and really caring and trying to get to know them and build rapport with them and not so much um, worrying about, you know, I need to take this person on as a client right away. Like what can I do to get them signed up? How can I show them, you know, what's wrong with them in a movement assessment or, or how can I put them through the hardest workout ever so that, you know, they feel like oh man, that was so hard. I sweat so much. I felt like I was going to throw up whatever, you know what I mean? Kind of I'm thing. So it must be a good that. workout. Like, oh,
0: I'm so glad you a, said that last piece right there. Well,
1: it's a co- it's a common thing though. I think a lot of people think that the way that they're going to, con- it's a common thing for new trainers. The way that they're going to convince somebody to work out with them is to put them through the hardest workout ever. Because if it's really hard, and this goes back to what you were just talking about in point one, if it's really hard, it must be good. It must be great. And the truth is like, The average person that you're gonna see, if you work with Gen Pop clients, you know, yeah, some of them might be looking for that really intense workout, but they're not, to be totally honest, you know, your workout being really hard to them, if that's the only thing you have going for yourself making a really hard workout for somebody that's not going to set you apart from the next like from the orange theory down the street or you know from the the peloton spin app or whatever because all those things are hard to do too right and they can people can push themselves so hard that they feel like they're sweating a lot and whatever like um what's going to set you apart is your ability to connect with that person and for them to see themselves being successful with you as the guide you're like you know or more importantly like them being the kind of a hero in their journey and you being that sort of like, if they're Luke Skywalker, you're Yoda or Obi-Wan, you're not, you're not Luke Skywalker. You're not the hero of this thing. Right. Um, But when you understand that a little bit better um, I think that that's, that's important. Plus, I mean, again, you know, going back to the gen pop person, like I think there's a small percentage of people that want a really hard workout, but again, your connection is going to be the thing that trumps, you know, your bond with them over the Peloton people and the rest of the people if they're really sore, they're worried they got hurt. They don't want to work out with you. They think that you just beat them up. Like, and they're like, oh yeah, he's a really nice guy. But I, you know, I don't know. I couldn't walk for like a week. That was like, my legs hurt so bad. I think maybe I got injured or something like that. Cause they don't know the difference between being really, really sore and being injured. And realistically, like that general population person is just trying to lose 10 pounds and be able to keep up with their kids. Doesn't need to be that sore anyways. They don't need to work that hard either way. Like they, I mean, they need to work, you know but you need to meet them where they're at. So Mm. Um, Sorry, really, I feel
0: like I crammed no, a lot of stuff in. I that. will say this: go back like five minutes, listen to that, because if you're a trainer, and like a couple of things just to kind of pull pull out of there, Rob. One, if you're not working on like indi- like if your if your assessment isn't individualized to the person that you're with, right? Like you heard Rob say, like working on that person to create a monthly habit listening to what that person really needs. Like if you are jamming an assessment down their throat that has nothing to do with them, you're missing something. Something is not right. And if you're you're missing,
1: I'd say you're missing more than something. You're missing a lot of things, you know what I mean? But yeah, the point is like, there's a lot that you're leaving on the table there. And a lot of, a lot of the way that you would actually get them to sign up as a client with you.
0: And the second thing is, Robin. And I actually, I, I do this as well. Like you said, like I, you'd, sometimes it could take like up to three hours or someone, I think maybe that's like, a, I mean, it, it happens <laughs> happen once in a while, but it, I tell people we go, we, the assessment is as long as it needs to be. Yeah. You know, like it can be as short as you need it to be, if you got to go do something. But if you, if you're like, you know, if, if we're vibing, we're going to vibe like, yeah. you know, like that's what it is. Like it, and I think that when people fall into this pressure of I need to make this sale, I need this. This person is a dollar bill for me. Like, man, those people get aired out real quick. Like, mm. they don't last in the industry. There's something up with that. Like, maybe the organization they're in. You know, like if if you know, if you're someone listening to this and you're with a trainer that has not asked you about like your goals or what you need to get out of this or what you want to get out of it, red flag. Rob and I yeah, did for a short sure. episode on on literally just like you're you're no like i don't forget what we called it but it was like
1: run away from your it was like identifying like good and bad trainers (laughs) or something like that yeah like because because as parents we got we got limited cash flow, right? So we limited make cash sure flow, we're sp- limited time, limited time and limited cash flow. I'm going to actually, I'm going to, can I give a quick suggestion to the new uh, trainers yes. that are listening uh, to yes. this here? Uh, yes. So this uh, is yes. something I started doing recently, but I think that this, even if you work in a big box commercial gym, you know, unless you met the person in person there, um, you know, like on the floor or something like that, in which case you build some rapport. But a lot of times with people, like, especially if you have initial consultation and I would imagine right now, like I remember working at the gym, some of the time, like, Maybe maybe like forty to fifty percent of the time, the lead that I would that would come in on the idea of like an initial consultation would either be a phone call in for somebody looking for a trainer, or maybe it'd be somebody that signed up at the gym recently who goes to one of the, the membership salespeople or one of the, the general manager and says, "Hey, I'm looking for a trainer." And if you know if you're that person that gets referred there, grab their contact info. And here's what I'd say is, um, one, we are everybody's used to virtual stuff at this point before you actually do your in-person assessment with them, set up a time to do either a phone call or a Zoom call for 20 minutes just to chat. You know what I mean? Like before you even send them any paperwork, anything like that, because that's your opportunity to start to build some rapport. Just get to know them a little bit. like Just like it would be if you were meeting that person out on the actual training floor um, and you're talking to them just briefly about, oh, what are your goals, this or that? And ask, ask lots of questions, like lots and lots of questions as you go through that, but just take that opportunity to just get to know each other, you know what i mean? This is not your time to say, to sell them on you training, sell them on the assessment, they're already going to do that with you. Just take some time to get to know them, kind of like when you first meet somebody at a party and you're just chit-chatting with them, small talk kind of thing. Afterwards, send if you can, send over like through a PDF or something like that, all the initial paperwork that they need to fill out and have them fill it out and send it back to you before you come in. So this is one way that i find i cut a lot of time out because Often it's me sitting there asking them, you know, the questions that are on the sheet before and then doubling down and asking all the follow-up questions that I like to ask, right? And that's, again, we, but we've already got some rapport going now, so they feel comfortable answering a lot of this stuff now with me because we had already had that in-person call, um, you know, and, and as we go through. Now I have the paperwork to look through so I can actually prep the questions that I want to ask them. Or at least a couple questions that I want to ask them to dig in deeper on the initial, like, kind of um, answers that they gave on the paperwork, right? So somebody says, Oh, what are your goals? You know, and, 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 I'm sorry, and the paperwork says, What are your goals? And they say weight loss. Now I know, okay, I can take a couple seconds to dive in and like, well, why weight loss? Like, How much weight are we talking about? Why is it important to you? Like, what's gonna change about your life if you lose X amount of pounds or this or that? And I have all those questions prepped. So now I can kind of go through it when they come in for their assessment. But like, hey, I just wanted to ask a couple quick follow-up questions before we get on the floor and move around if that's all right with you. And then dive into all of those things and, and do, if you wanna do the habit stuff, do that then, you know? Um, And now all of a sudden, like, you've had even more time, they really feel like, okay, he he really looked over his paperwork and like took the time to carefully, like, try to understand me here, because I've met him now a couple times, like, there's report, this is not, this is not foreign, their guard as a new, as a new person is going to be down now. um, And you have the ability to kind of really get the goods out of them now at that point. Um, So I mean, that's just like a way to do a little bit of work ahead of time, that will make things a lot easier for you. And I also know, like, as an old, like a trainer, who's got sessions back booked back to back to back, if you're sneaking an assessment in for an hour, an hour and 15 minutes, and the assessment goes three hours, like the rest of your day, like, let, I mean, you, you either have to cut it off halfway through an assessment, be like, uh, let's book another session afterwards to do this free consultation. Um, or you've got to start canceling clients that are paying you for time. Like neither, you know, so, so find ways to kind of maximize that. I think that's a, that's a big thing, you know?
0: Big big tip right there. That's a that's a big one. Pro tip. That's one I wish I knew like ten years ago, man. Like I would (laughs) jamming. I would be jamming if I. I mean, it's so funny. Like I. Me
1: too, Casey. Me too.
0: Like I look back, like over the last two years specifically, 2019 and even 2020, 2020 probably even greater than 2019. Yeah. I have like, like just understanding systems. Like in my own business, everything from just like how like it's 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 like and then and I was talking about this on a call earlier um, with Bill Parisi actually, uh, like oh boy, amount of people that don't name drop,
1: big name drop.
0: (laughs) Um, People, everyone on this podcast, like who the fuck's Bill Parisi? (laughs) Uh, Literally, probably everyone on this podcast. Just
1: Casey's boss. boss,
0: Uh, What? Yeah, and just the amount of people, trainers, any business really that don't have systems, Mm
1: -hmm.
0: like the most basic systems. It I'm like, how do you do it? Like how have you lasted? Like it's I'm like, I look at the things that I used to do and I'm like, oh my God, if I had done this different like I it's it like well
1: I'll tell you, I'll tell you what, what I think is the case and this is something again, this might go all the way to the beginning of like the well the, the, the ways that we fail new coaches and trainers when they first get into the industry, which is like, we don't talk about systems. We, I like, I didn't even, when people would say systems to me all the time, business systems, all I, th- I you know what I thought of? I thought of like, you're talking passion, about- like, sir. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I thought it was like, you're talking about the booking software we use. Like, how do mm-hmm. I book sessions? Like, I just go into my laptop and I select, okay, this person's coming in that. Like, I don't know what you mean, like what people meant by systems, so to speak, right? And I don't think a lot of new trainers really do. I think now, like systems, is a buzzword that a lot of people try to throw around there, but they don't really understand what they're actually yeah, talking about yeah. with it. Like, I have a system. Like, well, what's the system? You know, I and mean? I'm like, I, don't, uh, I or it's not well in yeah. the session, or yeah, the system exists between their ears. Yeah, and again, and that look, like, look, it's got to start somewhere. It's got to, you know, yeah. what I mean, but putting putting it to paper actually makes a huge difference. That that was the case for me too. But and often, like, it's and then it's refining said systems by like after I look at it on paper, I'm like, oh shit, you know what? There's a bunch of stuff that I could be doing between this step and this step in the process that would make things either easier, more streamlined, better for my prospective client, like add more value to them, like all these different kinds of stuff. And and that's the beauty of putting it on paper, right? Is like all of a sudden it's a lot easier to um, organize the thought process. Because when it's in your head, it still sort of feels like that like brainstorm session where shit's just like on a whiteboard with like bubbles and yeah. lines, you know, everywhere. And yep. like, you're like, I don't know. I have a whiteboard um, like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, hey, look, and those are great too. Very important. In my passion planner, that's what half of those pages look yeah. like. You know what I mean? Um, but yeah, I think, so I think part of it is like, we don't even understand as, as new trainers what systems are, right? And then, or if we think of systems, the first thought that we have when it comes to systems, and this isn't a bad thing, but we think of, you know, our training systems, like how we go about writing programs for people which again with new trainers often i feel like new programs is just really workouts is what we're talking about and workouts mm-hmm. is like what i wrote down five minutes before a session you know but that's a whole other i feel like it's another podcast topic that's a whole yeah. other thing altogether let's um, prevent the trigger warnings so let's see yeah yeah right um, but <laughs> but you know again but but with systems what we're talking about is everything from like lead generation follow-up referral systems like how do you keep your business afloat and like, and what are the things that you can do to grow and expand your, your business as a trainer, as a coach, or whatever. And maybe, you know, case is a perfect example of this probably, but like, if you're working in a big box gym um, of any sort, commercial gym or whatever, your goal is to grow within the company. Like, you know, how can you create systems to not only make yourself a better trainer and a better coach and, and more clients, et cetera, but then can you take those systems and extrapolate them to the rest of the gym that you're in or the company that you're in? And there's a way for you to get some upward mobility, right? Because then, then you know, people above you are like, oh, shit, that's a great idea. We're not doing this. Yeah, this is a great reason to promote so-and-so to a new position. But if, you know, if you're just a coach who's training 20 sessions a week or something like that, and, you know, and you're looking to, to you know, move up in your business, like you don't have, if you don't have a plan as to how you go about doing that, like what value do you have, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, anyway. So systems are important. Yes.
0: <laughs> okay. a I'll say this. Yeah, there you Just go. Say, uh, this is this is one of the more informative pods that I've done recently. So this I'm is
1: weird because cool. like I'm super tired right now, and all of a sudden, like, but some and a, I'm, I'm tired, like. but I'm like, again, I'm drinking one of one of probably two energy drinks and a coffee today. Like it's gonna be come Fire. see me at four o'clock. I'm gonna be lit. Fire I'm gonna now. be downstairs in the Iron Kingdom. Yes. Oh man, I gotta show you that. So we Casey and I have also you know, on one of our podcasts talked about home gyms. And I think Casey's the last podcast that I heard you release from three things. You talked a little bit about home gyms because one of your buddies had asked that question. So Casey knows I've been, we've been creating, even though I own a gym that I worked out at 99% of the time, we've been creating a little basement gym of our own, um, for me and my wife. And, uh, it's all coming together, dude. It's all oh, coming together.
0: I, I, I look forward to the video. I'm
1: building. I'm also building a deadlift platform because uh, as somebody who's a powerlifter, like you know, that's important to me, and also it'll kind of noise reduce a little bit of my my loud deadlifts. But as a result, we decided I'm going to go ahead and actually like create a logo and a name for the gym, yes. which we did on on Canva called the Iron Kingdom. We live off of a. Uh, place called Kingdom Terrace. I'm not going to tell you my exact address because I don't need crazy to listen to three things showing up. There's definitely a few. I was going to say there's going to be some new trainers that didn't like what I said about systems uh-huh. or whatever. And all of a sudden they're going to show up at my house and challenge me to a deadlift competition that so they're going to lose and it's just going to get weird, you know. Yeah, but um absolutely. but so we yeah, we've we've literally got most of the uh the stencil for the logo done on the platform. And then it's just going to be a matter of like staining it later today or tomorrow and then put a clear coat over it and Boom, this thing's gonna be, it's gonna be sexy. fire. Sexy. It's gonna be, it is, it's gonna be sexy. Wow. I gotta, I gotta. So here's another one for you, dude. I was looking, cause I'm part of this like Facebook group about like, you know, home gyms or whatever. And there are, L- we, our lighting in the basement sucks. So we're gonna have to change some of that. But I saw some LED strip lights that change colors and they change colors. One of the systems sets up that it changes colors to sound or music. So like if you're bumping a jam, you're going to get flashing different colors all based on the sound coming from the speaker. So like if you really want to have the rave cave, this is your go-to. And I think it's like 40 bucks on Amazon for these strip lights, dude. So anyways, I'm pro tip. I'm getting
0: a full strobe. I'm getting a full strobe light. Um, oh, you are? Dude, I feel like I'd have like a seizure, seizure. doing that. Like I that wouldn't be good. A seizure, you can't be
1: doing that while you're deadlifting. That's gonna be, Well, again. I don't know if you're deadlifting, but whatever. You can't be doing that. I'm not deadlifting. Right? That's, deadlifting, that's gonna be too much. this, Rob, and this is
0: a good segue to do RDLs. <laughs> uh, this is a great segue to the third thing. Yes, um, but with deadlifts, I would wake my child is such a light sleeper. There's no yeah. way I'm touching the ground with any weights. Yeah, um, I have power block dumbbells, and I get nervous whenever like the metal like chinks together. Um, so third thing.
1: Yeah, how,
0: since you've had like, what would be your best tip? And this is, I mean, if you want more tips, people, Healthy Parent Podcast.
1: Yes, Casey and on, I co-host the podcast. Like together. all platforms, check it out. Yes, and. Although healthy you said podcast. something was up with the Spotify, I don't know why it's Couldn't not. Find it on through. Spotify. That might just we'll, be we'll work. Thing. We'll work on that. Yeah. We'll see what. But for um, anybody else, podcast, iTunes, it's definitely on. Healthy Parent Podcast.
0: Healthy Parent Podcast. Uh,
1: yeah. So just so you guys, in case you weren't listening, the name the of the podcast, podcast is
0: the Healthy Parent Podcast. <laughs> Bob Aguero Hoffman, DJ Rob Hoff, um, Spicy, DJ King. Murder Tank, <laughs> DJ Murder Tank, Inside Jokes. <laughs> yeah, to yeah we. Uh, <laughs> bloop, bloop,
1: bloop, 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 bloop. Yes. Don't give it away. Don't give it. I'm not going to. No, no, I'm not going to. But there are updates with that. They're not good.
0: (laughs) Wait, wait. Thursday cannot come soon enough. Um, Rob, what would be your best advice for a new parent, or I'll say this: just someone who has found themselves short on time. Yes. People tell me when they work from home, like, you know, that they work more from home than
1: they do when they're in the office, which it's crazy, but it's so uh, true, though, man. I don't know. I don't have this problem. I don't. So I I have have a lot of clients that work from home still right now. And what, like, I've had more of the people that work from home having to cancel. And I think a couple things happen is like, because you're not in an office, sometimes boundaries get crossed where, like, you know, they either bosses or superiors don't think that they're really working that hard or like they can just fire off time, whatever, because you don't have a concept of when people need to be out of the building or what, you know, I even mean? that kind of stuff or time when you need to be in the building. And So I think there's a couple of different issues there, but I do find people also feeling like when home, but when there's not a physical separation of home and work, you know, it can be like work is happening all the time. Like I, dude, I know that for me as a business owner who works from home sometimes as well. Like it's hard for me to find a way to like shut it off, if you will, you know what I mean, through the day. But anyways, sorry. So for people that are short on time and- Or like a new parent,
0: whatever. Like what would be your, and maybe this is something you've done. What would be a rock solid tip from you, DJ Rob Hoff. Yeah. On navigating that situation
1: are you talking about in regards to finding it time anything, to exercise anything, or anything?
0: Take it anywhere you want. If it's finding time, style of training, like what has helped you in your situation, get it in, get it done. Is it a mindset? Is it a change in training? Is it, is it building the gym at home? Is it both? Is it just options? Like there's so many yeah. ways. Yeah, there's it. a lot, there's take a the lot,
1: of, a lot of things. Um, the floor so, is yours. There's a lot of things. Um, I am I'll say this I am very blessed to own and work at my gym physically right so I can get my work when I'm there um you know often either my parents or uh, my in-laws are watching the baby or Liz's at home and then I have my days where I'm at home etc so when I'm at the physically at the gym often it's not too hard for me to be able to get my workout in unless the day itself has been really really crazy um That being said, I try to minimize the amount of workouts. If I'm kind of off season, like there's no meat coming up, I'm not like, you know, I try to keep my my workouts at three to four times a week. And that's probably a lot for most people. So I would suggest two to three times a week. I would prioritize um, my workouts as early in the week as I possibly can and kind of look through my schedule and see what gaps I might have. Um, So if you have like a scheduler that you use or something like that, whether it's like a passion planner or like, just like a thing from staples that has like, you know, like an appointment book or whatever, look through that, find the holes that you have, or maybe you could get your workouts in, even if it's just 30 minutes, Um, plan them, stack them earlier in the week, if you can, and then block off those other times later in the week. So that way, if shit pops up, you can go ahead and flex it to another time. Um, And then, find ways to simplify and make easy. Like we were just talking about your workouts. So even if it's like, you're somebody like me who likes to lift heavy things, like pick them up, put them down, um, plan out your programming accordingly. Don't make your, you know, don't make the entire squat part of your workout 45 minutes long. You know what I mean? 15, 20 minutes, you know, warm up, get in, get your work in and get out um, and then if you have time, let's say, you know, you're working out at home, for example, and the baby is still sleeping, cool Then get your assistance working, but at least you've got the big stuff that you need to. So prioritize the things that are important as far as your workout goes to, um, you know, find the little, the little spaces in time and understand that, um, you're going to have to be flexible with that because shit is going to pop up. Like I was Casey and I were laughing about this the other, uh, the other week when we were talking about things, you know, that new parents mistakes new parents make and things like that And one of them is and and i'm or people that aren't parents like bad advice that we give and get and one of them is that um people will often tell us it's a time management issue that we're not and i a dude i was like the biggest culprit of that until i was like until i became a parent like i thinking like oh well, the reason you can't get your workouts in you know as a parent it's just just like poor time management like you need to do a better job of scheduling like yeah that kid he runs my schedule like he's in charge of that no matter what if he decides he's not going to sleep or he's going to sleep for 20 minutes like that's what it is like it is what it is and so trying to find that window to get in my workout sometimes it's breaking everything up like you know but um but i think that's 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 the first part so finding kind of like i said finding the chunks of time that you can work out or you can get your fitness in and then finding alternative times fallback times if you will that you can get it in um is very helpful the second part of it is if you miss stuff you know dust yourself let's say you miss a workout and you were really planning on getting that workout in but you know it just didn't work boss was you know calling you to stay up until 11 o'clock at night working on some project for people in japan i don't know whatever whatever's (laughs) going on the baby the i don't know it's just popped in my head keep going, keep going. Uh, we're gonna run with the japan thing that, that's <laughs> what we're going with um whatever whatever it is right like at the end of the day like i think the other part of it is forgiving learning to forgive yourself for like missing workouts or missing like or maybe not eating great one day or whatever that stuff is not meal prepping when you thought you could is important and it's not to say that like okay you just like it's okay that I didn't eat like crap. And then it's okay tomorrow that I don't eat well. And it's okay the next day that I don't. But it's like, if you can forgive yourself the one time it's a lot easier to get back up on the horse. You know what I mean? Like dust yourself off, get back on the horse at three you. And you know, and the next day is a new day. If you're constantly beating yourself up about, I can't believe I missed this thing, it's stress, it's anxiety, it's going to impede your ability to recover from workouts, it's also probably going to be a thing that keeps you feeling shitty about yourself and then leads you down the path of making poorer and poorer decisions anyways, right? Like, how many times have we seen the person who's like, well, I had you know, five guys burgers for lunch today. So, ah, fuck it. And they just throw their cards up in the air and order pizza later that night. And then it becomes the whole spiral for like the weekend until Monday is when I get back on my diet. Like, whereas you could have just been like, all right, you know, I had my five guys today. We're going to go back and have, uh, you know, whatever that we were going to eat later, turkey chili or something like that. Like you make a healthy choice, whatever it is, you know? Um, So I think learning to forgive yourself for that time and understanding that like, you know, shit pops up last second and it's okay. That's life, that's fine. You know, none of us are, I don't think listening to this are super highly competitive athletes. You know, maybe well, there's probably a lot of coaches and stuff like that and often a lot of us coaches think we're still athletes you don't know we're not uh, <laughs> not anymore uh, you know amateur athletes at best but i mean now that's not to say there aren't some like i know you're, you you had one of your buddies who's like a competitive strong man on here yeah. works at parisi like he's an athlete you know what i mean yeah. i'm i i like to power lift but i'm not an athlete athlete <laughs> I mean, I like that was an, uh, <laughs> my wife will tell me that so that, that's why I, i'll throw it in there before she can um yes yeah, so i think having flexibility like forgiving yourself like things like that those are those are big keys it's you know? major keys major keys and then major if you want to throw like if we're talking nutrition stuff you know we talk about meal prepping and meal planning but like really i think casey and i talk about this all the time in the podcast but when it comes to meal planning and meal prepping like make whatever you're doing simple and easy, like the easier, the better. You know, we talked about this, like one of the, one, we always do these like food drafts and like that one of the common things, like common things that always pop up in the food drafts are like frozen vegetables, um, the instant microwaveable, like steamable bags of like uncle Ben's rice, um, packets of like flavored flavored packets of tuna fish like things like that are so grab and go and easy ways for you to stay on top of your nutrition and you can make things you can take those things and make anything and make it taste good Mm -hmm. um but those are like those those are game changers for people you know what i mean so when it comes to meal prepping find ways to make it easy even if it's a little bit more costly because you'd rather spend let's say rather than making like I don't know, two pounds of rice on a Sunday or something like that, when you can grab one of these bags for $2 and throw it in the microwave for 90 seconds and now you have your rice for your meal, like spend the extra money, but it's so it's just so much easier and so much more worth it, you know?
0: If you could spend $5 more a week to make it fit your life better, you probably would do it.
1: Yeah, at the end of the day, what's like $20 extra a month or something like that? But in reality, that $20 a month might translate to, well, depending on who you are, right? I mean, that could translate to actually hundreds of dollars saved if it's medical stuff, right, let's say you're somebody who's, who's needs, like, physically needs to lose weight for your own health or something like that, or, you know, one of your clients, for those of you that are listening that are coaches, dramatically needs to lose weight for their own health to to lower their medical bills, you know, to get off their, their medications or whatever it is, you know, like, while it might seem like I got to pay an extra, like, however much that's, like, that, you know, per week on my grocery bill for convenience, like, yeah, but how much are you going to save? further down the line right
0: think about like just adherence and less stress and feeling exactly. better about checking boxes exactly. also by the way i have the question one if you want to know more about easy and simple yeah, yeah there one. you go rewind rewind biatch i mean that in a respectful way yes do you have in time a for non-derogatory way always do dude time for a speed
1: round I always where, are we, where are we at the baby monitor we're looking I'm, I'm checking right now but i think i heard a noise before but i think it was just the dog's next door oh he's out cold dude nice he's out cold let's see if i can turn can you see the baby monitor if i turn it around for you i can see it yeah he looks so small in that crib oh my god <laughs> he's he's terrible. just a little guy
0: <laughs> we just took sawyer I'll, I'll save it for a little spoiler for thursday shit okay. my kid did this week Amazing. oh i got some good ones too um we switched sawyer's bed from crib to big girl bed and oh. it's it's been a, it's been a week bro
1: has it? There's nothing. So scary. Nicholas just decided to mess around with his sleep schedule too, and it's killing me right now. Uh,
0: there's nothing scarier than looking at the doorway and there's a little human there. If you've seen child's oh. play, and Chucky movies, <laughs> real life, real life. And does she have like Still a cool a bed? Though?
1: Does she have like, uh, a, like not, a princess bed or anything like that, or is no, it? But I'm gonna get. I want to get a Matchbox car bed, like the race car. Yeah but now is sauce is sauce into the race cars and stuff like that or like
0: she would be into a car she'd have her own car she'd be
1: into it all right Uh because you got to find the thing that she wants that's the key though it'd be like a dinosaur or elsa from frozen that's uh, yeah when i was a kid so when i got our first my first mattress i realized we're almost at the speed round so like we can be off topic completely yeah yeah there's nothing more useful in this the things that we yeah if you guys are listening for anything extra related to fitness and nutrition and whatever. Stop. Thank you for yeah, your download. go. go find another podcast. <laughs> Might I suggest some other ones for you, but um, nah, when I was a kid, so my parents had this and it was my favorite thing. And I think you had talked about this at one point before, and I had a hard time conceptualizing this, but I had this like mattress, um, I had this tent that would go on my mattress. So it was like a fitted sheet that tucked under, and then it had these tiny little plastic poles that created like a, literally a tent that I could sleep in um and it, like even like the flap that would open in the front like the whole nine yards it was like camping inside my room it was a I i had a dinosaur one it was the greatest thing that i ever had i look back on it now i'm like if they made adult size ones of that i'd do it i don't even care if e- even if liz was like no we're not putting a king size indoor bed tent on our bed we're adults but like, cool i'll just find a twin size bed to put somewhere else in the house and yeah. sleep there no, inside that thing. like I loved that tent. It was the greatest thing ever. I'm excited to get when the little guy gets older and he gets his own bed to get him one of those tents. The only downside is in the summer it gets hot
0: because it's like a
1: plastic tent inside the house.
0: Yeah,
1: I mean we probably we have air conditioning, so it probably won't be too bad. But small details. My folks were my folks were stingy about the AC. Man, they were real stingy about using the AC when I was young. So. Anyway, all right, speed run. We're, Here we go.
0: Raring for. Uh, healthy Here we spot, go. Okay, I'm okay, okay.
1: What, Yeah, well, the, the energy drink is finally kicking in, so I think people, anybody who's looking now, like the bags are the bags are still there. Still
0: there. Yeah, they're still there. <laughs>
1: Damn it. Um Somebody got some good eye makeup for me, like
0: Coverall or something. Rob, kill Mary, fuck squat bench dead deadlift, deadlift. You know the
1: answers to all that. Kill Mary, fuck. I don't care. I know. First it. of all, After, I feel bad because like, because you already gave this one to Tony, but it's all good. Tony guys, B. Listen, it's a good, it's a good power. It's a great, one. It's it's a a great, great one for power us. Lifters. So here's here's where it's at. It's some of them fluctuate for me. The Mary is always squat. Squatting is my favorite thing in the world. I love squatting. I'm I'm pretty good at it. Even when it's it's even when I feel like I'm getting stuck with it sometimes. There's just something about squatting that makes me feel really, really good. That being said, um the deadlift and the bench press go through like i have a love-hate relationship with both of them at times one minute one is going really well the other one is not so much right now they're both feeling pretty juicy but in general um if i had to give up one of them so this is a hard one right because like the deadlift the deadlifts are feeling really good they're feeling really fast right now like i'm loving it um But I have occasionally have done things, if I'm not careful because of previous back injuries, as far as just load and um, intensity and being smart about it, I I can tweak my back and it can lock up on me kind of bad. And that's just typically because my ego gets in the way. On the flip side of that, I have drop the bench press on my face before I've broken my nose. So the bench has a little bit of a thing. Not that that ever put any fear into me, but it like the bench physically hurt me before. So like, so there's like, I'm kind of angry at it sometimes. You know what I mean? Like, um so you hate fuck
0: the bench and i hate
1: fuck i hate fuck the bench and i hate fuck the deadlift i guess but depends on what day like we we have makeup sex a lot is what i is what i would say um if you're asking me right now like it's funny because like i have short arms so you would think that the bench press would be something that i'd be traditionally a little bit more inclined short arms broad shoulders like you'd think that that would be something i'd be traditionally pretty good at and i'm not i'm pretty good at it respective to my size but Not great. I don't love it. I don't love the thing. So I probably would kill the bench and go deadlift and squat because so much more of that is lower body. Right now, that being said, I'm waiting for like a, a like a squat push meet at some point because it's all this push pull bullshit where the squat gets no love and the squat's the only thing I'm frigging good at. So like maybe I need to have this conversation with Tony because I think he said something similar the other day to me. And um and maybe maybe between the strength house and lift positive, we can we can put together like some sort of virtual powerlifting meet where it's just like just squat bench only and no no fucking deadlift.
0: Yeah, fuck your deadlift.
1: Really deadlift even though I feel like that's the deadlift is told. pretty good right now. You fuck your deadlift. But fuck fuck your deadlift. <laughs> right? Because that's the other thing. That's that's the thing that everybody puts up all these big numbers that they can all everybody can deadlift, you know, 90% of the time, people can deadlift more than they squat. But I'm not that impressed by it. You know what I mean? Like, I want to see you squat. Like, I want to see you squat like, that yes, I want to see that ass back. I'm just saying. There, I feel like this. I'll say this. I think there, the squat takes more skill and is high, a uh, much higher technical lift than the deadlift is. And so, for that reason alone, I hate that the squat is the first one that gets pulled from powerlifting meets and shit like that. Like fuck off fuck out of here with that yeah get that shit out of here squat only me i'm fine with that too like whatever squat we want to do squat, squat only. only um let's go
0: what is the most useless piece of equipment in any gym doesn't need to be yours just in any gym you walk into a gym and you see something you're like little fucking useless mine are 35 pound plates they're fucking
1: useless <laughs> i you know what you're right that's probably true like i'm i'm kind of like th- there's there's a there's two things I would probably get rid of. It, three things I would get rid of, but two of them are similar. Um, the 35 pound plates for sure, because like just just have this is all you need. Okay, for those of you that are listening who are thinking about setting up your home gym, you need weights and shit like that. You need you need a pair of two and a halves. You don't need them, but you need them. You need a pair of two and a halves. You need a pair of fives. You need two pairs, one two of tens. That being said, you could also have one pair of 10s and two pairs of fives, but two pairs of one of those two, either one of those, you need a pair of 25-pound plates and then as many 45-pound plates as you can get your fucking hands on because you're going to need them as you go. But at that point, you can make any five-pound increment of weight. You do not need 35s. Furthermore, 35s don't have a name, right? This is the common joke that we all of us powerlifters make, right? Because everything has a name. We got a a two-and-a-half-pound weight is a chip. A five pound weight's a nickel, 10 pound weight is a dime, 25, you guessed it, a quarter, and then a 45 pound plate is a plate or a wheel. What the fuck do you call a 35? Outside of a thirty-five, the only people that use thirty-fives are gym Bros because it kind of looks bigger than a twenty-five, <laughs> and so when it comes to the ego, it's like, oh, that looks like it weighs more than if I put a forty-five, a twenty-five, and a ten on. That's not as impressive as a as a forty-five and a thirty-five. It's two hundred and five pounds either way, you fucktards. But anyway, like now this. I'm really getting spicy here. I love this. Um, so yes, thirty-five pound plates can go can go fuck right off they can go fuck right off the other two are sort of interchangeable and the worst part is like i have one of these but there's very few uses for it i feel like for actual strength coaches better for physical therapists than strength coaches um but if it was up to me i'd run around the gym and probably with a pair of scissors even though i own one and pop all of them uh which is bosu balls and stability balls I can't stand either one of those things. I rarely use ever. I, I rarely use either of them. And if I were to use, I don't use any BOSU balls because I just don't keep them in my gym because I feel like that's a crutch for a lot of trainers. Like, oh, we we'll just they're like a hundred in. bucks plus a pop. There's stupid money and everything is just like, well, now we can add some instability to this. I'm like, you can add instability by just doing a single leg fucking, any, whatever it is. Like you you're- that yeah stand on one leg just do a reverse lunge a lateral lunge a bulgarian split squat whatever kind of single leg exercises now you have balance work for your lower body right and the same thing with your upper body do some sort of like a you know a a, a three-point plank or shoulder taps or whatever if you want like for up it doesn't matter right at the end of the day like i rarely see a use for a bosu ball for most people in a gym setting especially for gen pop people And often it's just a crutch for trainers to be like, look, it's harder now because it's this novelty aspect and it's bullshit. And 90% of the time, it's a great way to get somebody injured. But more importantly, like you just get them stronger and they'll have better balance than they would ever get on a fucking BOSU ball. So get rid of the BOSU ball and the stability ball. Honestly, like there's a couple things you can do with it. But I'll say that most of what I can do with the stability ball, I can do with other implements in the gym. If I want to do some sort of a lying hamstring curl because I don't have a bunch of machines. Furniture sliders slash slide discs slash versus slides, whatever you want to call them, work just as well for that stuff. Um, maybe like a pot storing the plank thing, but again, you can do other kind of instability stuff with that. Um, really stability balls, the, the the best thing that they offer for trainers and coaches is something comfortable to sit on while your client is doing floor work. And let's be honest, it doesn't really look that professional, even though it's super comfortable. And I used to sit on that stability ball as well too. So I'd probably get rid of those three things. Even though you asked me one, I'm going to toss all three of them. And also before you ask, yes, we have 35 pound plates in my gym. I hate (laughs) them. I actually tried to buy the weights without the 35 pound plates. And the guy selling them to me was like, now you got to take them, dude. (laughs) He's like, Uh... I mean, I'll keep them, but you're still going to pay me the same price. I was like, son Uh... of a bitch. (laughs) like,
0: I have 15 pound plates in my gym.
1: I almost—that's stupid, but I almost feel like, it all right, is, cool. That's yeah. like now at least you—that's that's, that's kind of old school, though. You know what I mean? Like it's a the bumper, the 15 pound. Oh, bumper. oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So sometimes yeah. that, yeah, that's stupid too. That is stupid too. It but is. it is. <laughs> in reality, here's what you need for bumper. Plates. <laughs> they were on sale. Yeah. Oh, but, yeah. You bought them? You actually bought them? bought
0: them? I bought them. They're in my. Garage. You personally bought them? I personally bought them because they're for my garage bin.
1: Well, you're do wrong. you have okay? But here's my question You have 15s. Do you have 10 pound bumper plates too? Yeah, I have 10 pounds. Oh, that's stupid. 25
0: okay, five pound and 45 pound. And did I you buy?
1: Did you get them quarters, in the, Is they come in the set? Is that how it worked? Too.
0: No, they were just on sale. Like, all right, so here's
1: you just 15. were like, all right, they're on sale. I'm going to buy them anyway. That's
0: they were silly. like, they were like a
1: dollar. I don't have those pounds, in the gym. Like so that. it was like too good if, to not buy in a pair. If you're looking to buy stuff for your gym, bumper plates specifically, you only need three sizes if you're competing in Olympic weightlifting or something like that, again, I'm talking to average gym goers. If you're somebody who's competing in Olympic weightlifting, like, you know, you, um, you probably, you need a full on set of competition plates, right? Whatever. But for the average gym person, you need, um, you don't need, but let's say maybe somebody like who's not very strong, wants to start to learn how to do things like deadlifts or whatever. Get yourself a pair of 10 pound bumper plates just for that reason. Get a pair of 25s because, they're nice and like, and again, unless you're pretty strong, that's a nice thick circumference that the plate sits on. So they're not going to get all wobbly like, like the, the 10 pound plates do when you load them on a barbell and a pair of 45 or 55 pound bumper plates, but not both. You don't need both. You just need mm. one or the other, right? Um, get those you're golden. And then everything else is just adding metal plates to it. Don't, don't get goofy bumper plates, take up valuable space on the sleeve of your barbell. Like it's stupid. Um Although they're much more easily to, available, like to get right now, just get those and then find iron plates. Don't be a tool bag who loads a barbell up with four bumper plates so that it's all the way to the sleeve, trying to look really cool. More importantly, that's unless me, you man. have a home gym and that's all you do, like that's that's all the weights you have, if you work at a, if you're working out at a commercial gym, you start throwing bumper plates on a barbell to squat, and or on a Smith machine. I've seen that one too. Um, get the fuck out. Just, just get the fuck out. <laughs> get the fuck out. Now you're trying to look cooler than you actually are. I and have one last speed round question for you, Robert. Do it, dude. And then I, I'm gonna if you ha- if you don't ask me this question, I'm gonna answer it anyway. So there might be a fourth one that I'm gonna ask myself and then answer. But
0: go ahead. David. I just want to give you the floor to tell everyone listening to this podcast why this the is air is
1: elite. Oh. That's not the question I thought you were going to ask me. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna, we're gonna have an extra, an extra one after this. But um, the air fryer, why the air fryer is elite, um, and is better than anything else that Casey usually offers in in our food drafts. So we also. Um, hindsight, you know, and again, you'll have to go, not hindsight, that's not the right word I'm looking for, but you'll have to go back and listen to some of these healthy parent podcast episodes. I hear Rob and I go at it over air fryers. We've done, we've done a draft on like essential cooking things, nutrition stuff. And the air fryer is my, is, is my baby. I love that thing. And I'm someone who really likes to cook. Like, I think I'm actually a pretty good cook, but for simplicity's sake, for, for tastiness sake, the air fryer is so, so clutch. For those of you that are listening who have an air fryer, you know what I'm talking about. When you put a piece of chicken in there, skin on, the chicken and the skin come out perfect, nice crispy skin, um, super juicy, tender piece of chicken. Whereas when you bake it, that doesn't happen. Either either it gets overcooked or the the, the meat itself is nice and tender, but the skin is just kind of like, meh. it's not crispy. You know what I mean? It's like the texture you get when you grill it, except you can be inside your house on a cold day. So the air fryer, especially for for winter's clutch. I love to grill. So I'll be out there on the grill. But the other thing that you can do is you can prep a lot of really good things in the air fryer, veggies, you know, potatoes, whatever. And they come out money and they do it in way less time. And there's no preheating your oven. Everything about the air fryer is phenomenal. No oil needed. None of that stuff. So it comes out really healthy as well. And the beauty of it also, I found the other day, is for reheating things. Man, you can reheat stuff in the air fryer and it comes out. Delicious. Uh, for those of you that don't know, try if you get, let's say you order pizza and you want to reheat your pizza because you're not somebody who likes to eat cold pizza, you can reheat it in the microwave and the cheese gets nice and gooey, but the pizza itself is soggy. You could wait for the oven to heat up and you know, and then put the piece of pizza in the oven and wait for another 10 minutes. So now all of a sudden to have one slice of day-old pizza you waited like 30 minutes or whatever however long it is or you throw it in the air fryer for about seven seven and a half minutes and that thing's going to come out so delicious so pro tip air fryer that's what's up casey you sold yet you said you've had food from the air fryer and it was good too so it was good yeah i just i yeah Oh boy. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. The little guy just woke up. All right. I'm going to give you guys Uh-oh. one quick thing and then I got to run because he just started screaming real quick, real quick. Casey never asked me this. He knows I'm an energy drink fiend, but he never asked me this, but he has asked if you go back through the old shows, uh, West show through this top three energy drinks. So I'm a big Rockstar fan. Rockstar's is probably my number one most consumed energy. So I'm going to go. Rockstar Grape. Yo,
0: turn that monitor down, bro.
1: It real loud. All right, everybody's hearing the poor kid is like that. <laughs> Somebody don't... thinks I'm like murdering my baby here. All right, so let me go ahead and to the volume. He's a down healthy on one. Thing. He's a he healthy. Is, one. He's got some lungs on him. So we're gonna go top three energy drinks, okay? Uh, in I was gonna say no particular order, but I'm gonna go particular order. The Grape Zero Rockstar Energy Drink, legit fire. Next is the Mandarin Orange Rockstar Energy Drink also good way but be- oh, also also rockstar 10 times greater than than monster energy okay. first of all way more caffeine which is is nice 240 milligrams of caffeine to 160 so you got another 80 milligrams right there and the third one if you really need some extra pick me up one of the flavors that i just found i think it's kind of new from um rain energy drink i won't drink bang because i'm not really a big fan of the ceo and, and all the bullshit marketing that they do and everything else with that guy but um rain came out with a new one cherry limeade and that shit is fuego it's delicious okay now, if you can't get your hands on the cherry limeade go with the orange dream that's like a creamsicle flavor orange dreamsicle it's called it's orange vanilla real good boom on that note i should probably go rescue the baby because he's yes. freaking freaking yes. um and thank you casey i'll thank see you. you in two days dog yes well
0: appreciate you man take it easy
1: later brother